What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. I cannot wait to see my favorite professional wrestler, Mavala Dragon, in the ring this weekend. I am his number one fan. Welcome to the Think Different Podcast. That's right. I am at TLE Wrestling on the Twitter and WE Productions NJ on the Instagram. Here with you for another episode. We have made it to episode 17 of the Think Different Podcast. And of course, I am here with my co-host, the man who is ready to go on his long vacation. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Vacation Tim. Vacation Tim, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. I'm, uh, yeah, I, I'm all good vibes right now. Um, I'm Tim underscore Santoro. You can only find me on Instagram. And nowhere and else. Nowhere else. Again, there's a Twitter account floating out there, but I only use it to enter contests. And if you want to find out more information about Tim, you could go mylife.com or something like that. You could probably go there. <laughs> Find out where you live, your parents' names, you know. Yeah, probably in, in all information out there, right? In case you want to stalk Tim, you know, in his <laughs> new home, you know, you could do that. Tim, yeah, what's I'm your not so- really anything. What's your social security number, Tim? Uh, one two three four Sesame Street. Ah, that's mine too. <laughs> I'm one. All right, so Tim, where are you going on vacation? By the way, where are you going? I'm going to Nashville next uh, this week. Oh, Nashville, that's very nice. When do you leave? I leave next Thursday. Awesome. That means he's going to come out and see his favorite professional wrestler this weekend. Uh, yes, yes, I will be there. Tim Santoro, ladies and gentlemen, is going to see his favorite. I can't wait because I'm going to, I'm going to be there more like in spirit, you know, because I'll. Anyway, yeah, sure. Whatever, anyway, whatever you say, Will. <laughs> let, let's talk about the big news. We have a lot to get into, so everybody, make sure you stay tuned. Just don't fall asleep on your bus ride because it is time for Tim's favorite segment. It is time for, for the, the, the news. Breaking news. Uh, let's start off with Apple TV Plus, which is now available for to sign up as of November 1st. Um, so if you're a student and you already are a subscriber to Apple Music's 499 plan, you now get Apple TV Plus. Are you? You're a little, little old to be a student. <laughs> anyway, so you now get Apple TV Plus for free. I get um, Apple TV Plus for free? <laughs> no, you don't, Will. I actually have a student account. We'll talk about that in a second. Okay, so, um, so now you get it. With your Apple Music subscription, you'll get Apple TV Plus. So you get all original content with that and stuff like that. But if you do not subscribe to Apple Music and you're not a student, you still have to pay $9.99 a month for the Apple Music and then $4.99 a month for the Apple TV Plus. Now, just a reminder, if you are purchasing a new iPhone, iPad, Apple TV, iPod Touch, or Mac as of September 10th and later, 
you will receive one full year free of Apple TV Plus. And remember, will it's be, out as of today. And Apple yeah, TV is out, out of, today. Yes. Yeah. So get your hands on it. Uh, let us know what you think of the, all the new content coming out. Well, um, technically, should, you can't get your hands. You can't get your hands on it because technically, it's like a, a dis- digital. Yeah, but you got to use your like your fingers to to hit the remote to press you play, have to, right? Uh, not really. I can play Siri. Oh, you're right. You're right. Oh my God! All right. Anyway, so, moving on. Anyway, but I just wanted to let you know how I do that, Tim. So when I went to college and I graduated, I forwarded all of my student email accounts to my personal mail. And for okay. whatever reason, my college did not stop my email. It still exists. Whoa. So life hack. Be- because I am able to forward my mail to my Yahoo anytime I write my email in for any service that gives you a discount for colleges, I get to take advantage of that. Because it's still active, right? It's yeah, still that's, active that's and it forwards to my personal email. So for all you college hackers out there, I'm just letting you know that is a great idea to do. Wow. Thanks, Will. Thank you, Tim. Well, it's too late for you, but you know. Yeah. (laughs) AirPods Pro have launched, and they are available at the Apple Store today. That's right. AirPods Pro are out. So it has a new complete design to the original AirPods. So now it has a more of a silicone rubber inside that is meant to form fit and be a comfort and fit inside of your ear. So the new features of the AirPods Pro is the all new active noise cancellation technology, which we did talk about last week with the new Beats Pros. So this is a similar feature with the A1 chip and everything else like that, which is pretty cool. It's gonna get in our next article release about the new iOS update that includes support for the new AirPods. They're starting at $249. And they now have the new Hey Siri commands in it. Um, The battery life will last up to 24 hours. It comes with a wireless charging case. It is a USB-C to lightning cable is included within the box, which is pretty cool. Now, Apple is still selling the original AirPods with the charging case, which is $159, and the original AirPods with the new wireless charging case for $199. So, I mean, these AirPods are pretty cool because in a sense that everyone kind of asked for the noise cancellation. And once you get to dive into 13.2, uh, you actually see that the ability to switch on and off between transparency and noise cancellation. So that transparency mode is another feature that we talked about last week, is the ability to still listen to your music, but hear outside noise outside of the uh, AirPods or your headphones. Which I find um, to be very helpful only because every time that I'm like at work and I'm using the AirPods, I feel like I have to take them out. At least with this transparency mode, now it's like you could leave them in. What were your thoughts on this? I mean, that, it was definitely came out. It, it wasn't coming out of nowhere. We kind of knew this was happening, but it came pretty quick. And now everyone was wondering for the rest of like the next month or two, what else is Apple going to announce? Because we know the Mac Pro is coming out. Yeah, we know that there's enough. That. There's enough information about a 16-inch MacBook Pro coming out. So this was there was no keynote this year regarding all the new stuff coming out for the holidays. So I got to ask you, what are your thoughts on these AirPod Pros? I mean, definitely the noise cancellation and that whole transparency mode is pretty cool. But as a AirPod user already, I don't see myself upgrading from the original AirPods to the AirPods Pro yet. Noise cancellation is just not a important factor for me. You know, I just need it for my exercising and being able to use it, you know, on calls and listen to music whenever I'm out on the road or whatnot. Um, so the noise cancellation idea, I'm not, I don't travel very much, so I don't really need that kind of feature. The price point, by the way, is awesome. 
I mean, two hundred fifty dollars. So I'm surprised because a lot of people think the price is a little high. I've been really, hearing I, people I, for noise cancellation headphones. I mean, Bose, you're spending three ninety nine for noise cancellation headphones. But those are over yeah. the ear too, and they're also that's a different kind of quality too. You know, I, I like the shorter stem. I like that. Yeah. It's definitely going to fit in your ear a lot better. That's for sure. I don't see that falling out of a lot of people's ears. Not to mention because you have the tips as well. Uh, the case is a little fatter too. If you notice that, it's not yes, as long. It's a little more right. fatter. So if you like to pocket your AirPods, uh, that's a big thing. Now, I actually talked to one of our Apple employees, and I do plan on getting a pair of these. Oh, yeah? So I'm taking cool. the leap in. So I'll, t- I'll review them uh, at some point once I get my pair. And then we will try them out and see what it sounds like. Release of iOS 13.2. I'm not saying they had to rush this release in time for the uh, AirPods Pro, but they kind of (laughs) did. And so they released new emojis, obviously the new support for the AirPods Pro, which allows you to put a kind of widget, I guess you can call it, in your control center, which allows you to control the volume. Allows you to toggle between the noise cancellation, turning it off, and then turning on the transparency mode. Um, and it allows you to change songs and pause and whatnot, all within the control center. That's actually going to be pretty cool. And you can use a force touch on top of the AirPlay button to actually control the controls of the AirPods as well. So that's going to be cr- great. There's a new Deep Fusion f- feature for the iOS 11, 11 Pro models, um, which is a new camera that allows, um, you know, better image quality for uh, medium lighting and in- indoor photos. There was a whole thing that came out with Siri is listening to you kind of uh, movement in a sense. So now you can actually turn off that feature and have Siri not listen to you in the background. You know, all about the privacy. Again, Apple is very on top of that and, you know, getting ahead of the game in that sense. Um, so you now have the ability to turn that off. The other big feature, I guess you call it big, um, it's more of just a, a user usability feature is now you can actually hold on top of an app and delete it right there. You That's don't a, actually have I to, love that. Yeah, you don't actually have to toggle all the apps and then pick which one you want to. If you just force press on the one app, there's going to be an option that says delete watch or delete uh, activity, stuff like that. Um, the Will, have you looked at the new emojis? <laughs> Why? Some other, a lot of people are making fun I of mean, this they have pinching people- emoji. Um, yeah. There's a kneeling emoji now. Yeah, there's like uh, a like prosthetic leg emoji. Yeah, yeah. There's an orangutan, which is pretty cool. It's one of my favorite animals. They finally have a waffle emoji. That was a big request. I was just I gonna know. say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's important to have the waffle emoji because you know life can't go on without the waffle emoji. <laughs> but they did a lot of accessibility. They did blind. They did wheelchair, which I find kind of weird. I don't know why. Why? Uh, I just don't know what I'm going to start. Who am I going to talk to and write and type that into as an emoji? Yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe for like marketing and advertising, maybe or something. I don't know. I, I guess. Okay. Wow, that's so great. I mean, but with this release though, there was some bad uh, with this release. Oh yes. Sorry, we're going back to the bad of this release. So, if you are a HomePod user, I would listen up because. <laughs> Although this 13.2 software promised these long-awaited features of the handoff feature and a voice detection for different family members, it actually may cause your HomePod to brick. And what I mean by that is, you know how when Xbox had that, yeah, (laughs) yeah. you know how when Xbox had that the red ring of fire, yeah, oh yeah, uh, kind of thing where it's like I never experienced that. Did you ever experience that? 
My brother, yeah, but with my brother's Xbox, oh my we did. God. Yeah. I don't, one every five people I know that had a Xbox 360 <laughs> one had every a brick. Five people. Like, honestly, <laughs> they had a brick. But I was lucky. I didn't have a brick on mine. If you are updating 13.2 and have a HomePod, I would hold off on updating um, because they are having problems with that whole patch of, of uh, having the HomePod integrate correctly. Um, if you did already update, the best suggestion is to contact Apple support. Um, they could be able to direct you in the right direction of getting that fixed. I'm not you, sure. They haven't really announced a the program. That's Basically, I, I imagine that's going to happen. Yeah. They haven't announced what's going to happen with that yet, but it's got to be along the lines of issuing a new one. But how does the warranty work with that? Uh, but that's so the, just, yeah, the key what's happened is specifically, if you upgrade a 13.2, it happens when you reset your HomePod specifically. Yeah. So you don't want to remove it from the Home app because if you're trying to repair it or you're trying to reset it, that is what triggers the problem. So you can still do it, just you cannot remove it from your HomePod, remove it from your Home app. So just avoid that. As long as you do that, you're fine. But yes, again, if you do do it, uh, Apple, I'm sure, will compensate you for another one just because they have to. There's no, yeah. You have no choice. But that, I mean, that voice detection for the different people in the home is going to be pretty cool i'd like to see a video or like an advertising pitch on that now to me does that mean that if my wife calls somebody from her contacts it'll call them uh no well then it's so different <laughs> than what it's like now i don't it knows the voice differences between me and my wife already it knew that oh, right okay. before i did the update oh so not impressed uh apple released their fourth quarter results not much of something that stands out um but it looks like the services revenue reached an all-time high of $12.5 billion. Jesus. Um, Will, can you kind of tell our listeners what services includes? That's going to be including anything with the App Store. That is Apple Care, iCloud, anything that's a service. That Apple TV will be a part of that, Apple I would Music. assume. Apple Music. So that's all. All anything that's a service. Anything that's a service is part inside of your Apple device, uh, Apple Arcade. That all counts. As part of this, so I'm I'm not surprised it went up because Apple Arcade came out, and it just grows every year. There has never been a year where they have not grown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've grown four percent uh, on the previous uh, quarter of the of last year. Um, you know, everything's up. Services, wearables, and iPad are were higher than expected. Um, you know, they're just they're just doing great. And this is before Apple TV Plus is released. This is before the AirPods Pro were released. Um, this is before uh, new services and the holidays are coming up. Um, so, you know, the next quarter is going to be something that it's going to be uh, paid attention to. You can check out the quarterly results on their website um, in the newsroom section. And it'll also be accessible on thinkdifferentpodcast.com under articles. And I got to tell you, the last couple of weeks, man, that stock has climbed. Oh, it's been great. Uh, you know, it's been really great, especially for me. So being that I started stock back in 2010, you wow. know, yeah, so I've been uh, doing very well with Apple stock. So again, another positive result uh, for everything. Uh, so uh, nothing really bad going on right side of Apple right now. Everything's good, but it really will be a big deal. We'll see next quarter because their first quarter starts soon because obviously they make the most money during the holiday. It's always yep. smart to put your quarter one during the holiday season because that's when you make the most money because technically this is the end of the year for them and probably the summertime is probably the less busiest time for them. 
So that is everything with the news this week. There is so much that went on. I hope you guys collected it all, put it in your brain, and hopefully you went out and bought some stuff because I want the stock to climb higher so you can make me more money. That's and important. you get free Apple TV Plus. And you get free Apple TV Plus, folks. All you got to do is buy an Apple product or lie about your college email. <laughs> we don't but, encourage that, though. Yeah, I do. I totally encourage okay. that. All right. <laughs> I'm a bad guy. You know, I'm a bad guy. You know, that's just how I am. All right. All right. But, but, but you kids still drink your milk. That's important. Or almond milk now, apparently, because everybody's, you know, got to be all in this PC world now. For all you PC healthy. friends out there. Yeah, of course. I actually drink almond milk. So, by the way, so just saying. Oh, so, so you, you know, I, know. I am. T- <laughs> it fi- you know what? My body feels so much better with some almonds in it. <laughs> I love almonds. You ever have hey. toasted almonds? You put them in the oven for a little bit? No? You don't toast your almonds? Moving on. <laughs> no, I I, de- I definitely toast my walnuts. That is for sure. Oh, toast? Uh, I got you. got me there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, everybody. On that note, let's move on to our big uh, topic today. So we decided to do a little negative because we've been very positive the last couple of weeks, but we wanted to go back to something negative. So... Each one of us is going to talk about an experience at the Apple Store. Whether it's a an event, a launch, a program, something that happened that affected our store to a major degree. And that's going to come up next. I told my Apple Care that I could walk in the store and get the part. Welcome back to the Think Different Podcast, the worst, best podcast for all your Apple news. And by the way, in case you didn't know, and this is the first time you're listening, me and Tim were former genius techs at Apple. More, he was more of an admin, but he counts because he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I got certified. You got certified. There you go. (laughs) And now it's time to talk about the worst things about an Apple store when something just doesn't go right. And we thought each one of us is going to bring up a subject or a topic that has happened in one of our Apple retail stores that affected the entire store in a big degree. So I want to start with Tim because mine's a little bit older. So I thought that this is something very relative. And for all the genius technicians that are listening to this right now, you know the hell we went through with this. My, my story is probably going to be obvious for the people that know me from the store that, we, that Will and I worked at. Uh, the iPhone battery program that happened yep. earlier last year um, was probably the the biggest nightmare I ever had at the Apple Store. As an um, admin too, not to I mean you I mean from let's talk about from the admin perspective. We'll talk about my perspective, then we'll talk about the store. Sure, sure, definitely. Um, so just as a background first, and then I'll talk about the admin's perspective. We received a notification, a company wide notification, a week prior to this program happening, saying. Hey, we are going to offer battery replacements for $29 on all iPhone batteries. It starts January 1st and it was December 20th or whatever. So we had a week to prepare for almost chaos. All of a sudden, when that release came out to us internally, a couple days later, the news got it and they started blowing up how you need to go to the Apple store, get your battery check now. You need to replace your battery or like saying, oh, you can replace the battery for $29. Yeah, and I want to bring up one thing before you keep going. Remember, this also came from a study that was done. So if you go back yes. a little bit before the program actually came out, the study happened where a third party found out that there was a throttling issue happening with older 
iPhones based on the battery usage. Now, Apple came out with a specific update in iOS 10 that affected this. They knew that without this update, that a lot of phones were going to shut down unless they came out with this. So they purposely slowed down the battery, uh, purposely slowed down the entire phone to avoid a power issue on the battery. So they didn't consider these batteries defective. They consider it more of a aging battery aging, yeah. with with a software issue that they had to slow down the whole machine. And this company found that out based on testing newer phones to older phones and realized that there was a throttling happening based on testing. So Apple couldn't avoid this. Nope. And they were put in a spot where they really looked bad. There was really no way they could spin it. Uh, and they thought the best option to do was offer everyone for one year $29 battery replacements no matter what. Yep. It didn't matter if they were in warranty, out of warranty, even if your battery was at 90%. But we'll talk about that because there was a lot of things that happened that changed Apple entirely regarding from an Apple Care perspective, from a battery price perspective, and what it is now. This changed a lot. So that's the backstory of where this came from and where it started. So again, January 1st to December 31st, you can come in any time and get that battery done. So let's talk about the first days of that, Tim, because the, yeah. we all we know you know where to go with it. So you can start. So the line, first of all, the line was out the door yes. of customers that wanted to service or check their battery and stuff like that. Um, so, and again, being that they only announced it a week prior. They didn't prepare every store with the amount of stock that would be expected of each customer to come in. Um, so we just were operating at normal stock levels with the batteries, service part batteries. Um, so we started taking in as cu customers as they come in. And then the weekend happened and it exploded and nobody knew what to do. Everyone was stressed because there was so many customers coming in and so little stock and so little availability of geniuses to actually do the repairs. Um, and everybody was just coming in, like like Will was saying, people would just come in, they hear, hear about it on the news or they read an article on Facebook and they would come in, their battery was at 95% good, but they would still want to get it replaced because they can mm -hmm. for $29. $29 is, is you know, that's that's a, a lunch, you know, at, at on your company work day or something like that. Like that's, that's not a lot of money. Um, so people would come in and panic thinking that they had to get the bat their battery replaced. So from an admin's perspective, uh, each repair would have an associated battery part number. Now each part number was different per phone. So, and there was only a certain available stocks for each battery, for each phone. So you can actually have an iPhone 6S Plus and that has its own part number. iPhone 6 Plus has a different part. Like it's all convoluted, right? And you know, again, we accepted them as, as they came. And then all of a sudden they just kept piling up, piling up, piling up. And then it got to the point where we were servicing, we had a stock of maybe 400 to 500 batteries mm -hmm. in the back of our house. How many would you say, how many repairs was the most that you remember getting? Like total of, whether it was in-store repairs, out-of-store repairs, because I remember a number in my head, but I want to see what you think. In in one week, we did twenty one hundred battery yep, repairs. Mm -hmm. Twenty one hundred batteries. It was on order or in the store. Yeah, exactly. And we 
our store was actually the busiest in the New Jersey market. And that makes no for, sense. <laughs> yeah, it does not make sense at all. It was the busiest in New Jersey market. And so the communication was poor from Apple. Yeah. The procedure on ways to do and how to handle it was kind of on the fly. You handle it customer by customer. Sometimes there. I, I, never mind. I'm not going to go into a whole caveat about adjusting costs for the battery because that is a whole other issue. But um, so there was people no were arguing, like, people were arguing the fact that it wasn't free. That wasn't free. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and to be, you know, it's really weird because with the update that they did, from what I understood, they mentioned that this was going to happen. Uh, it was written in there. Yes. Yeah. So it's not like Apple didn't warn you, but again, not a lot of people. Uh, you know, talked about it. And then on top of it, I remember certain iPhones, like the iPhone 6 Plus, it took three months. It took from like March to April oh, to yeah. get the batteries in for those. Yeah. So, like I, like I said, there was no set procedure or program or way to do it. It was kind of this store figures out how to do it versus that store figures out how to do it. And everyone it was had like, a different way. Everyone, everyone had, had a different way. way of handling this battery program. And so, we as admin, we, there was three admin at the time during this program. And we were just trying to decide, you know, we would work with all the geniuses, we work with the higher management on what kind of program works. Like, you know, we would try one week this kind of uh, way well, to do it, try one way, and that try wouldn't work. Way. And then we would try another way, and, and that wouldn't work. Or like, parts of this way would work, and the parts of this way would work, so we combine them. We eventually got to a really, really great process, yeah. and we ended up sharing it with a lot of the other Apple stores in New Jersey yeah, we'll explain, um, because uh, they're so successful. I'll actually explain it, because what we did was uh, at the very front of the door was always a check-in person. Uh, what the check-in person's primary job was to let everyone know that there were going to be no batteries inside the store that day. So that way, before they even came to the back, uh, and that was one of the things we ran into, is that we just didn't have the batteries. So why are you waiting yep. for something we don't have? Yep. So what we ended up doing was telling them, hey, you're going to go to this table. There's a person there that's just going to run your battery check, make sure this is something you really, really want to do, and then order the battery for you. And that was it. And they had to have no crack screen, no other problem. They can't come in for, they can't talk to for anything yep. else. If they had something else to talk about, they had to be in the normal queue. So we ended up making like a special queue that was just for the battery. So we, I, I can tell you in one day, I remember seeing close to 45 uh, people I'd taken in one day. Yeah. That's how crazy it was. And that's a lot. And that's a lot. And normally we do not more than maybe 15 to 20 people a day. Yep. Think about that. That's double the amount of people I saw in one day. And I still had to go in the back and do repairs and stuff like that. So yeah. uh, that, that's the that's the first like four or five months of this program was just simply no stock, no organization, no communication from Apple. You're kind of figuring it out on your own. Yeah. And the amount of time that it took for not only you, but the backstage to grab other people inside the business to go help out in other areas, which we'll dive into in a second, was amazing. Like yeah. the back of house team had to help organize these batteries. We were organizing them by, you know, cartons, cartons yeah. and like, and had to call, and people were taking time out of doing sales to call these people to help the admins call everybody when they were in stock. Yeah, and that that was so to kind of put it in perspective. Uh, typically, like any other inventory level job, you have to do an inventory count every morning, right? So I would have to do an inventory count of all parts that were allocated to repairs. And since we had so many batteries, I would have to count one by one, four hundred to five hundred batteries every morning, mm -hmm. and I had to get that done before the store opened. 
Um, so it was, it was an unbelievable expecta expectation put on by Apple for a, because you had to do that. Like if you didn't do that, it would mess up all the inventory levels for a day. And you don't get the day start off right. Um, so there was times where people just felt for me, you know, like I was just, yeah. I would get in the morning, I would show up early because I wanted to get it done before the store opened. Um, and, you know, it was just, it was, it was a nightmare. And I wish that Apple took the situation a lot more seriously than they anticipated. I don't think they anticipated as many people come to the store to get their no, battery replaced. No, they didn't. Um, and then when it happened, they, they couldn't do anything about it. And it was kind of just trying to find, trying to, excuse me, is their way of trying to tread water the entire time. Um, but like, like uh, Will mentioned, the only great part that came out of the Apple battery program was the camaraderie of the Apple team itself. Oh, God, yeah. um, so you got help from the sales team, from the creatives, from the geniuses, the you know uh, managers helped out. Managers were opening phones. Were opening phones. Like it was, it was just such a team effort to get customers in and out the door and have the best service possible. Um, so that was the the best part of it. I I talked to and met so many more employees and I, that I never got to talk to because they're in different part departments mm -hmm. and I got to know them because you kind of just when you go through something that's so difficult as that program was and so strenuous you just get to know everybody and you know you you enjoy those times together because at the end of the day you know you're you're t part of a team and mm -hmm. you know you get things accomplished in by by working as a team um, so, so that was the greatest part that came out of it yeah, I'm going to talk a little bit more on the genius side now of what that kind of felt like. So, again, we, one of the things that came out of this program is now that in the middle of this program, we came out with an update that would now tell your phone what your battery capacity was. So that made our job a lot easier because now it was easier to tell them, hey, your battery's good or it's not. And we don't have to run a diagnostic to tell you that. But before this program came out, that's what we had to do all the time. There was no way for you to know that your battery was dying. Unless some phones had a way to tell you, but that's but it was a very small amount. Uh, now you know your, your capacity levels. And because of this program, that's why on your iPhone today, that there is a capacity program built on there now. So it tells you what your battery life is. So that made that job a lot easier talking to people. Now let's talk yep. about the repair. So... What ended up happening, because Apple couldn't pull all these geniuses to do these repairs, they had to get more people into the role of a service specialist. And they had to get more, because service specialist basically is a role where they service iOS devices, including iOS repairs, but they do not service Macs. Yep. They're allowed to open them. Back in the day, when we used to have the FRS role, they couldn't open the phones at all. It was only just troubleshooting iOS but never opening them so a genius had to do that all the time so service specialists became the helpful uh, to do that and the way the program went the first month when we started getting all the batteries in we had those 2,000 batteries and people would just remember people would just come in and just drop off their phone and go yep. we had to try to organize it where we told them a time period to come in that way we could control how many people we saw or we're expecting so that way we can we can stock everyone in the right area it was so bad that apple had to hire third-party people oh to God. come into the store and help us that was a nightmare now here's the problem with that on one hand you can look at it as well great we have more hands to help out the problem is is the type of people they were hiring yeah these were people who didn't have a job 
and we're just looking to do something. They have no boss on them, and they could basically just do what they want. Uh, they were the only job they could do was open up the phone, take the battery up, put the new battery in, and they couldn't. They couldn't update notes. They couldn't do anything about the system. They, that's all they did. But there were a lot of weird people that came in. Yeah. Uh, a part of it. Uh, some people were talking a lot. Like I remember the one girl was talking about her personal life that was like really, like, way too far that we don't know you that well enough to to talk about that, especially out in the open. Uh, you know. There, you know, people were showing up late. They would just leave. Yeah, it was you kind know. of surprising that Apple did that, but they kind of had to, right? I mean, no, they didn't. They could have just hired more people to be service specialists. That's all they had to do. Yeah, so, but then that, but that's cost them more money. It's they wanted temporary hires, but the problem with the temporary hire was that they had no boss to report to that was on site. No, and that's that's what the issue was. They could. They had this. They couldn't freedom. have lo- they couldn't be at they couldn't have lunch in the back like they were yeah, they was, were just was, they just had to walk in walk into that room and that's it. Yeah, it was a super weird situation. It and, really was. Um, I never had anything like that being there as long as I have where they had that people come in. So eventually they started getting specialists who wanted to learn uh, to do the same thing, which was a lot better because it was it's more trusting. You you can course, trust yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, so that's that ended up happening and then end of night so let's talk about end of night. So oh when God. the store is closing, let's say around nine o'clock, people before the store closes, they want to come and just drop their batteries off for repair. However, if you're dropping it off like 30 minutes before we close, you're not getting that phone back that night. Yep. And what ended up happening was there were so many people and there weren't enough geniuses that you were waiting up to three hours for a battery repair. Yeah. Is that... That is the most ridiculous thing you could possibly think of. But that's how many people came in on one day. We would have to quote three hours for a battery replacement. And again, we got better at that more on the front. Say, hey, we need an investment of five hours or four hours or three hours of your time today if you want to do this. Or we order it, we get the repair ready, you come back when you want to drop it off. But you can't come back before 7.30. Like we had to be very strict on that too. And people didn't listen to that. And then they came in anyway. No, of course not. And it was a crazy time. I couldn't believe how fast we were pumping batteries out. There was a point where there were six technicians in the back doing repairs. And I actually was supposed to stay in the front of the store. And I said, I'm not. I'm going in the back and I'm finishing up these Macs. Do not book any what we call like quick Macs. So if someone came in with a Mac and I'm there, I, I was like, do not do that. We have to fix these phones. Like we had to pump out a lot of phones in a lot in a small amount of time. Because typically, yeah. at, what, three hours is extreme. How, how long would you say a battery repair takes? Uh, battery repair with, with testing, 30 minutes. Yeah. And that's like a like, that's like a normal battery. But even like like a phone like the iPhone ten, because you know, the iPhone ten was just released around that time, and they were just about getting a year old, some of those were coming in. Yeah. And, and they're even harder to fix. Yeah. You know, it, it, um, was, it was crazy. Uh, for that, and not to mention that we, you know, we make mistakes. We broke phones at times. You know, phones didn't power on. We had to swap out, give them a whole new phone because of the mistakes that we made. It, it it's just this program sucked, guys. This it program was awful. sucked. And end of the day, Apple lowered the price on the battery. Uh, you know, they came out with a new repair, a way to track people's repair times. At the end of the day, now they had that happen, and I gotta tell you, that was a, a stressful time. It was, it was so stressful. But I got to tell you, it made the day really quick. 
I can tell you oh, that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But it's just I drank a lot of beer then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was the Barry program. I mean, we honestly could have done a whole episode on the Barry program. We had to keep that a little bit short. But I'm going to talk about my worst day at Apple, and this is the iPhone 3G launch. Now, Tim, did you have an iPhone 3G? No, I only had the iPhone 4. All right. So, why was that launch so bad? Well, this was the second iPhone. You have to remember that. Now, Tim, back in the day, to activate a phone, what did you have to do? You had to plug it into a computer. Right. You had to plug it into a computer for the activation server. So, how it works is that the phone talks to iTunes, iTunes talks to AT&T, AT&T comes back, allows the access, and goes through. And that's how... That's really honestly how it's done today, just done wirelessly. It's just without iTunes. It just does it right from Apple server to the provider, back to the Apple server, back to your phone. And that's kind of the process of the activation. Well, on this day, the iPhones would not activate. On two, launch day? Two major things happened. One, AT&T servers went down. Two, iTunes went down. Oh, my God. So people were coming in, they get their again, this is the line error. So we're talking about long lines here. Yep. They come in, they're gonna activate their phone. It's not like a SIM card swap anymore. It's not like this at all anymore. But you have to plug it into iTunes because iTunes went down. There's no way for them to activate. Now before iTunes went down, AT&T servers went down. <laughs> and you couldn't activate then. So there were people in that store for up to five hours trying to activate these phones. At the end of the day, we're not going to activate that day. Some people walked out of there without a cell phone even working because now your wow. old phone is gone. So because back then you had to activate the new phone right when you got it. So think about that. Imagine that happened today. Where you could you you basically have no cell phone now, you know, and it's a little different today than it was back then. Yeah, it's I mean, a little back different. Then, yeah, but yeah, that that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. And people people angry in the store, calling oh, AT and T service, yeah. calling AT and T service, calling Apple. There was literally no way to fix this problem, and it took about two or three days to finally let everything kind of settle down and went through. But you got to think of how many Apple stores at the same time were activating. Remember, the first iPhone launch, you know, I wasn't there for it, so I couldn't explain it, but apparently it did not go that way. Uh, yeah. This was like a once-in-a-lifetime experience at Apple, and there are more launch stories I could talk about, but that one's the one that sticks out most in my head because that was the real biggest launch I ever was a part of, besides the iPad, I would say, as, as far as like my very first one. Yeah. iPhone 3G was it. Because now the price went down. Remember, it was a 199 to buy the phone now. With a subsidized contract. So, oh, yeah, that's right. So the price wasn't as high. So there were so many more people coming in getting it. But imagine that you can't activate that phone. That's exactly what was happening. And we oh, had to man. send people away. People, you know, mm, it, 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 I remember one, it would... one guy was there till like 10 o'clock at night. We were open super late because we opened up early, like 8, 6 a.m. And then there was a, uh, I was there for 12 hours that day. Holy crap. I stayed a long time. Overtime, baby. You got that money. Oh, yeah. And But that guy was literally there till 10 o'clock just talking to AT&T over the phone. But there was just nothing they could do. And that was the worst launch. And thank God we haven't had one like that since. But it, it was incredible. And back then, it exclusively launched on AT&T, correct? Yep. There was no yeah, other provider. So there was no other provider, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so, that sounds like a nightmare. I would not want to <laughs> live through that. Yeah, being a salesperson, you know, and they got one thing at the time. I was I was the, one of the trainers, so I really didn't deal too much with the sales. I was more training people how to on how to use it. But there wasn't that many people to train because they didn't activate. Right, I, right. <laughs> there was I would say there was more people that didn't activate than than activated. Sure. That so that's our nightmare story. Is that Apple retail? Yay! That was fun. Yeah, Locked I mean, I'm already stressed lane. just talking about it. <laughs> it really is. Honestly, to, honestly, we could talk about the battery program. I would love to have someone on here that talk to talk about that program at some point. But yeah, that is our stories, guys. That is our Apple retail story. We want to thank you for joining us for this week for the podcast. Uh, make sure you check us out at ThinkDiffPod on Twitter. Think Different Pod on the Instagram. And then, of course, check us out on Facebook where we have all the articles at Think Different Podcast on Facebook and thinkdifferentpodcast.com. And make sure you go on iTunes and leave those reviews. We want to be the most famous podcast of all time. Bigger than Joe Rogan. Wow, that, that's that's high. Uh, I mean, people setting, want, the, setting the bar high. Tim, people want to talk to us, Tim. We have a voice. We are the voice of the... Voices. For, yeah, I don't know where you're going to go with that. The voice of the yeah, formal we, employees of Apple. <laughs> that's right. And we have the knowledge, the education, and the looks to make the podcast the best in the world because we have sexy bitmojis. We do. A lot of my, a lot of my friends say my bitmoji looks exactly like me. It's like my twin. I get that too. I get a yeah? lot of people saying that it looks like me. Only I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, I think I'm more handsome in person. That's just me. <laughs> all right guys um oh sorry oh, one more thing announcement we oh, do that's a one more thing we have a big thing one Hold more on. thing one more thing we do encourage you to sign up for apple tv plus it is live it is available to sign up um and let us know what you think our review next week will happen um on apple tv plus and the new content that's been released yeah so we're gonna watch every single episode of every single thing that comes i don't out. think so yeah. <laughs> but we'll we'll dapper in it yeah, well, oh, well, dapper. Okay. Well, you say, dip, you say dapper? Dapper. D- diaper? Is that the word? No, not diaper. He wants a diaper in it, everybody. <laughs> All right. Well, Tim's got to go take a doo doo. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> thank you for joining us for the <laughs> different podcast. Tim, go to bed on the toilet, and we will see you guys next week. Be uncomfortable. For Apple TV Plus announcements. Have a good weekend. Peace out. <laughs>